Hello, and welcome to the Judge John Hodgman podcast. I'm guest bailiff Jean Gray, sitting in for Jesse Thorne. This week, hearspray. Kate and Richard bought their house a few years ago and have been spending a lot of time fixing it up. Kate believes that a paint sprayer will solve a lot of her problems, but Richard is concerned about adding that tool to their collection. Who's right? Who's wrong? Only one can decide. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman enters the courtroom and presents an obscure cultural reference. What I do usually, I will say, look at that almighty paint and look at that almighty brush. And when I talk like that, automatically I boost my inside. When you sign that almighty painting, you hear the thunder in the sky. You hear the echo from mountain to mountain. You become the almighty creator next to God or whatever is you. Have that in your mind. Then it is easy, very easy to live. Yes, Bailiff Jean Grey, hello. Please swear in the litigants. Okay. Kate and Richard, please rise and raise your right hands. Do you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, only the truth, nothing else but truth, just the truth? The truth is it. So help you, God or whatever. I do. I do. Okay. Do you swear to abide by Judge John Hodgman's ruling, despite the fact that it is the year 2024 and he's been lying to us the whole time? I do. I do. All right. This is your choice. Judge Hodgman, you may proceed. I never thought I would get caught. Well, but yes. Shouldn't have asked me back. I gave sleeping powder to the entire population of the world. Mm. Everyone slept for two years and they woke up like it was a regular day. I'm refreshed. And I said, guess what? It's still 2022. And they're like, why is my lawn so weedy? Hmm. 2022, you know? That's what it's like. Kate and Richard, you may be seated for an immediate summary judgment. In one of, you know what I was realizing? Here's a good riddle. Kate and Richard, do you have, uh, do, do, what, uh, you're partners in life, right? Cohabitants? Married, are you? We are not married. Oh, okay. That's fine. I don't care anymore. Do whatever you want. <laughs> we don't either. Right. Are there any kids in your, your life, your children, nephews, nieces, uh, 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 neighborhood kids? Kids in our life, not in our home. Okay. Mm. Here's a little riddle for them. What popular podcast is always listed on Apple Podcasts as not explicit, and yet there is swearing on every episode? The Judge John Hodgman podcast. We swear, oh. we swear you in. I never thought about that. Um. Well played, sir. All right, Kate and Richard. For an immediate summary judgment in one of yours favors, can either of you name the person I quoted as I entered the fake internet courtroom? I, I see. Richard, is, you're making some gestures. You're touching your finger <laughs> to your lips, Jeff Goldblum style. You've got some idea you want. Please, what is your guess? It, was that Bob Ross? Was that painter Bob Ross? Putting Bob Ross into the guest book. Bob, how do you spell? B-O-B? Okay, <laughs> all, right, all right. And Kate, now uh, it is your turn to guess. Well, I felt like it was like a motivational speaker, but I don't actually know mm. a real-life motivational speaker. So I'm going to say Matt Foley, motivational speaker. Matt Foley. Who's that? He's a motivational speaker? He's Chris Farley, um, Van, down by the river. Oh, oh that's that character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I live in a van down, down by the by river. Down by the river. That's a great one. And you didn't want to guess Bob Ross, Kate? You no. Know, you know, I'm not as... Uh, haven't heard a lot of his speeches. No. You didn't want to guess any other television painters? Television painters? <laughs> uh, Not people who paint televisions. People who paint on television. Are there other painting people oh, on Oh, are there? I don't know. Are there? <laughs> uh, was Bob Ross the only person to ever paint on television using specifically the wet-on-wet wet oil technique? It's in that documentary. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about, right, Jean Grey? I do. Both guesses are wrong, by the way, Kate and uh, Richard. But Richard, yours is the wrongest. He's <laughs> <laughs> the wrongest of the two because I was quoting Bill Alexander. You know Bill Alexander, Gene Gray? Mm -hmm. He was the first one. Yep. The magic of oil painting. Before Bob Ross, Bill Alexander was a German-born immigrant 
to the United States via Canada, I believe. And he pioneered not only going on TV and doing a landscape in 30 minutes, but specifically using the wet on wet technique, which is uh, using wet paint, mixing it on the canvas to create happy little trees. And indeed, happy little trees, he claims, is something that he coined, that Bob Ross copied off of him. Now, originally, you know, Bill Alexander has a very expansive, inclusive worldview, some wonderful inspirational quotes. Initially, was very happy that Bob Ross, he taught Bob Ross, literally taught him. He, Bob Ross was his student. He passed the paintbrush to Bob Ross on his, Bob Ross's first episode of The Joy of Painting. But then shortly after that, Bill Alexander realized that Bob Ross was a phenomenon. Bill Alexander continued to do his show, but basically, you know, got relegated to the side sidelines and there was some bitterness there. Kate and Richard, how are you? Thank you for being here on Judge John Hodgman. Thanks for your patience. Who brings this case before me for justice, Kate or Richard? I bring it to the court. And you are Kate. Yes. You are Kate. I'm okay, Kate. Kate. And tell me, what, what is at issue here? Uh... So as the bailiff described, we bought a fixer several years ago, and I have suggested that we get a paint sprayer for efficiency and because it's a useful tool and Mm -hmm. because I think I make reasonable decisions that make our life more efficient. Okay. And uh, my wonderful, loving partner very strongly disagrees, feels that I am a danger to myself and others should I have a paint sprayer. Okay, Richard, you live in Portland, Oregon, correct? That's right. And tell us about this house uh, and its condition. Well, now uh, we're we're happy with it. I it's uh, it's not it's not quite a finished home, but um, right. we live comfortably in it. When we bought it about four years ago, there were several serious problems with the house. And uh, what kind of problems? Well, to have a roof. It did have a roof. We, we've replaced the roof since we've moved in, but it did have a functional roof at the time we moved in, yes. Mm, mm, okay. What were the problems then? Oh, no walls. <laughs> Did I get it right? Well, um, the, <laughs> there were definitely walls, and it was a livable home. Um, it just had um, a, a lot of cosmetic issues. It needed a mm. lot of updating. It, it needed um, – we replaced the windows. We've – replaced a lot of the floors. We've done a lot of remodeling to it. It did have a uh, decommissioned pool in the backyard that was mostly full of trash with a deck built over it. It had a a detached garage that was, it wasn't falling over, but it was leaning. It had, I mean, those are, it had several serious problems with it. And I'm looking at photos that you sent in um, that we will post on the show page at MaximumFun.org, as well as our Instagram page at Judge John Hodgman. And I see the photo of the what you call decommissioned pool, what I would call the the rubble pit that you had, or maybe still have outside. Thankfully, the rubble pit is no more. It's um, what? It, it yes, <laughs> it is gone. Why? <laughs> Why would you get rid of this rubble pit? Especially this photo of the rubble pit with a nice little side chair and a bottle of wine on it. That seems like a wonderful place to sit and relax of an evening. What did you do? Fill it in? What did you fill it in with? Uh, mostly rubble, yeah. but we also removed about half of the rubble and then covered it with dirt. And I'll be honest, just to have a dirt backyard was so refreshing after staring at that rubble pit for, I think, a couple of years. I think we had it for at least two years. So who was doing the work on this house? Uh, I think uh, everyone. I mean, certainly Kate and I did a lot of work early on. We got a lot of help from family and friends. And we have, over the past four years, I would say, slowly lost gas. Mostly any any work being done at this point is by paid professionals, I would say. I don't think we do much work anymore. But you're coming out of uh, uh, four years of doing a lot of the work yourself, fixing up on your own. Kate, what kind of stuff did you do? to this house yeah so that pool for example we tried to take apart ourselves so first we removed the deck um to then make it a rubble pit that we could throw even more trash into so there was a deck over a sunken pool concrete pool that's right that's right to make it sellable and so did you how did you uh how do you how do you get rid of a hole in the ground Yeah, so we started with a few work parties where our friends came over and we gave them alcohol and sledgehammers and said, go to it. Um, 
And so we pulled about 16 tons of concrete out doing that wow. so that we could. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Our friends are wonderful. He said not 16 tons. Is that wrong? Uh, to clarify, I don't think it w- I don't think it was 16 tons. I think it was maybe two and a half. No. But- what? Okay. Okay. Well, regardless. Between two and 16 tons. <laughs> Somewhere between two At a classic 16. Portland smash party. Yes. Yes. Correct. Oh, boy. Um, so we did that. There were bars on every single window. So every single window, every single door had like steel bars over it. So we cut those off. We How did you cut it? What did you use to cut them off? Drunk strength of friends. Just (laughs) ripped them right off. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Recreational THC fueled superpowers. Yeah, it was like a tug of war, you know, field day. No, but what tool, what kind of tool did you use, if I may ask? We used a metal grinder, so it's probably not what a professional would do, but um, it worked for us. So oh, no, I, I have no idea what a prof- how to, how I would start to do that. Yeah, but you won't, did you go out and buy a metal grinder? We have a metal grinder. Okay. Hmm. You went to the hardware store and you're like, uh, we don't know what a professional will use to take off bars from windows, and we don't want your advice either. Just give me a metal grinder. Yeah. I'd like there to be mystery. Yeah, yeah. We tried a Sawzall to start, actually, which did sort of work for some of them. But once we got to the ones that covered, like, sliding doors, yeah, we needed something more serious. And yeah, and right, who needs advice? Let the record show that Kate is smiling very happily and Richard... <laughs> Looks very uncomfortable. <laughs> this may be part of the dynamic. I, I, mean, I just want to back up for a second. You had a party in your garbage pool where you gave your friends a bunch of beer and sledgehammers. Yeah, and somebody brought a jack, like a bush, a handheld jackhammer. That oh, Richard's sure. brother. Yeah, of course. Yeah. That's just something you have around. <laughs> how how did someone not die at this party? Let me ask you a question. Did you provide uh, eye eye covering? Yeah. So we have complimentary personality traits so i provided the hammers and rich provided the safety goggles okay that is true so some safety goggles at least yeah that's that's incredible but i have to say a demolition party would be a lot of fun mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It would be a lot of fun and and everyone's nodding very vigorously people now. pay to might- go to rooms to do that to let off steam to smash things and break things yeah absolutely Okay, so you did a lot of demo. Any other big projects? Yeah, so right before the pandemic started in the States, so like early March, we demoed our whole dining room in order to finish our attic space. So that was the probably the biggest project that we hired somebody else to do. I guess I should say we couldn't quite finish the pool. Well, you didn't, you didn't just have your friends come by and <laughs> give them a bunch of tequila? <laughs> Yeah, that one takes hard liquor, right? <laughs> yeah, get this dining room out of here. Have fun. We'll be back. We're going to go to the movies or the theater or a restaurant because there's no pandemic yet. <laughs> yeah, so our house was in shambles right when, every, when we needed to stay home from work, when we were asked to stay home from work. Anyhow. Got it. Um, oh, so your house was a, was a, a work site as of the pandemic. We're just yeah. trying to get a sense of what kind of trauma Richard may have gone through. In order to be so anti-paint sprayer that you would take it to a podcast. Kate, why do you want a paint sprayer? Well, we're coming down the home stretch on a lot of things. And I have done a lot of the painting, for example, in that attic space that we finished. And I think it would be far more efficient if we had a paint sprayer. I also feel like I would be able to do it better so faster and then i would have more patience and gumption to do the like cutting in that takes more precision that i often run out of steam on and then i will also say the attic space well where richard is sitting as you can see nobody has cut in there around him so it's um not finished paint okay what does cutting in mean gene i don't know it's it's all of these corners like getting those corners correctly as a person who painted a uh, a four-story house and who made sure that everything was done with extreme precision, um, it is really the part where you kind of start to lose it. But, it, you know, if it's not done, you're going to see it across and stare at it and it's going to drive you crazy. But it, it does take a hand. I have an opportunity using this teleconferencing tool that we use here for the Judge John Hodgman podcast, our, our proprietary teleconferencing program to pin 
we call stick pin Richard so I can make him really big, so I can really get into those corners. Kate, how are you feeling about those corners right now? Oh, not great. Yeah. So embarrassed. I, yeah. I, I know you are because I, I, I have a lot of feelings. I thought that you were using a virtual background, Richard. Like, you know how you can use a virtual background? I thought you were using a virtual background. It's like, hey, look at me. I'm in a murder house. Hey, look at me. I'm in an abandoned house. Because those corners are sketchy. <laughs> Let's talk about the paints. This, these rooms that we're seeing you in, I love the sea blue and I love the sea green. Nice, uh, nice colors. Seems to be well painted, at least in one of the rooms. These were not painted with a paint sprayer, correct? That's right. All right. Kate, I have another question for you about the paint sprayer. I understand what this thing is, right? It's a paint sprayer. You spray the paint, right? It's a thing that attaches to a hose. Yeah. And you just go like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've seen videos of these, in, uh, and you have too, obviously. You're, <laughs> I mean, not only are you smiling and beaming, your, your smile just got a city block wide. <laughs> And you started batting your eyes oh, no. at the idea of a paint sprayer because it seems very satisfying, doesn't it? Yeah. TikTok makes it look so easy. It takes like three seconds. Mm. Oh, boy. Mm. Oh, boy. Mm. Right? Just so satisfying. Um, I think part of the concern here is that once we have a sprayer, who knows what Kate will do with it? Yes. So, but at this point, we don't have any plans of painting furniture. What else can she do except paint? <laughs> Uh, my view, my view is that Richard, if, Richard, Richard, yes, Richard, Richard, yes, it goes like this. Isn't that cool? <laughs> with the paint goes. So you understand what we're talking about here? What's what could be wrong with what could go wrong? Please tell me. If something could go horribly wrong, Kate will find out. I, I think there's a little bit more context of this dispute than I think Kate is letting on. Th- this. I, I say this about my partner. She has excitability. She's spontaneous. She's adventurous. These are wonderful qualities, but I think everyone has you know, qualities some... that make me very nervous <laughs> and are not mine. Yeah. And so, well, and some blind spots and I'm the more cautious one in the relationship. And there is absolutely a pattern, a history here of some very rash behavior. Establish um, the pattern, establish the history, be specific, tell the story. This is your time. <laughs> there are really, there are really so many examples. Uh, so let me just let me start with just the painting examples. And this is probably, I would say, like five or six years ago. I think was the f- the first painting ordeal. Um, my recollection is there was a small uh, chip on the paint of our vehicle. Kate wisely, she got some touch up paint and got herself in a situation where she was trying to blend and the touch. Since you're paint. in Portland, by vehicle you mean your penny farthing bicycle. <laughs> <laughs> I would never let Kate touch up paint our bikes. We get our bikes professionally painted. Okay, I got you. So anyway, there was a chip on your car paint and Kate got touch up paint. Yeah, and it, it started out the size of maybe a dime, probably smaller than that. And and her idea was to to blend the paint. And, you know, if you've got the touch up paint, it's never going to blend. And pretty soon... It's a softball size touch-up paint spot that she's got going on the car. <laughs> it's like that person who came in to touch up that painting of Jesus in that Italian chapel, uh, and it, it turned into Cookie Monster or but something. I mean, what a what a what a yes. what a gift! What a gift it was! It was an incredible thing for the world to have that. I mean, Thank we're you richer so much. for it. You know, so Kate wisely actually did. She did solve this problem. Actually, she um, she has this notion that nail polish remover solves everything. And, and actually, to her credit, it actually um, immediately removed the touch of paint. So she poured it all over the car, which, as you can imagine, is a nerve-wracking experience in itself. Right. But that actually solved the problem. No harm there. But an indicator of this proclivity that she has of maybe being a bit too rash with... And this, these are just paint stories. There are a whole different set of stories in, involving any sort of power tool. But this is not the only paint story. There was another situation. This was the house that we lived in right before we purchased this house. It was a rental. And she was in the kitchen with um, fabric spray paint. And I believe she was spray painting T-shirts. And I believe she put them on the counter. She may have put them on some cardboard. There was certainly no like protective material around this project. I think it was mm-hmm. just shirts on cardboard. And sure enough, um, a hefty quantity of this uh, 
paint gets on our linoleum floor. And I didn't really see how this unfolded. This was told to me after the fact. What I remember is walking into our kitchen and seeing Kate on the floor with a huge spot of paint. And she had figured that nail polish remover has solved the problem in the past. Surely that was the solution here. And she had spread nail polish remover all over the floor, huge black spots everywhere of this fabric paint. Um, and that one I did solve. We just like poured soap on it and it, it came off. But right. in my view, second crisis averted, but clearly a pattern. Um, those are the only paint stories that come to mind, but I, I, there are definitely other scenarios. I'll take one non-paint story, but house repair related, if you don't mind. Yeah. So multiple house repair, um, stories and certainly situations where life and limb were in jeopardy. But the one that comes to mind, we had, um, a power washer for our, uh, driveway, which is great. I mean, that's, and, right. and I will say that's another tool that we have, a, have had a dispute over. My view is given your nature, given our lack of need for it, we don't need to purchase a power washer, but we rented a power washer. We did, um, clean the driveway yeah. and Kate did not stop with the driveway. She went, uh, there's a portion of our house that has brick on the side of it. Yeah. She started watching the brick, which yeah. sounds like a good idea, but not when there's like little mortar pieces flying out, which she realized after the fact. She then went to the porch and removed yeah. like a layer of the porch, which is still gone. We still have, a, there's a huge spot. A layer of the porch was power washed away? Yes. They... A very strong power washer or a very <laughs> weak porch. <laughs> Probably both. Why do you have such a weak porch, you guys? <laughs> well, I mean, it was, I mean, you know, we're living in a house that, you know, is potentially, you know, sensitive. Um, oh, is it, are you living in a candy house? Is your porch <laughs> made of meringue? <laughs> Not a sensitive meringue porch. Don't power wash that. <laughs> this you can. Coming up on HGTV, the new show. Sensitive meringue candy porches. Houses. <laughs> you know what I like about a power washer, Richard? What's that? It goes, <laughs> but like stronger. You know what I like about a power washer? Everything. No. It's great. So huh? satisfying. Hello, I'm your Judge John Hodgman. The Judge John Hodgman podcast is brought to you every week by you, our members, of course. Thank you so much for your support of this podcast and all of your favorite podcasts at MaximumFun.org, and they are all your favorites. If you want to join the many member supporters of this podcast and this network, boy, oh boy, that would be fantastic. Just go to MaximumFun.org slash join. The Judge John Hodgman podcast is also brought to you this week by Babbel. Okay, it's 2024. 2024. Oh, if hindsight were 2020, I, I don't know what I would have done differently. All I know is that I'm taking every day in this year and trying to get better a little bit every day. That's what you do. That's the way progress is made, step by step, day by day, bird by bird. And that's the way it is when you're learning anything, especially a new language with Babbel. And if Babbel can help you start speaking language in just three weeks, imagine what you could do in the rest of this whole year. Don't pay hundreds of dollars to private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts real human beings, to help you start speaking a new language in as little as one, two, three weeks. Studies from Michigan State University, Yale University, and others continue to prove that Babbel is better. And that's not just the Yale football team putting their thumb on the scale because they love learning Indonesian from Babbel. One study found that using Babbel for 15 hours is equivalent to a full semester at college. Take that, Yale, I guess. Here's a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but this is only for our listeners at babbel.com slash Hodgman. The Judge John Hodgman podcast is also brought to you this week by Aura. A-U-R-A. It's a simple but meaningful gift that you can give your mom or your dad or your step-grandparent or your uncle or your friend or anyone that you want to keep connected in your life who might not live near you. It's a digital picture frame from Aura. It's perfect for sharing pics of all the things that those friends can't be there for, from family vacations to grandkids' graduation to whatever. I have one of these, and I got one for my dad, and I got one for my mother-in-law, 
And it's amazing. We look at the photos all day long and we're able to easily update their Aura frames so they see all the latest pictures from our lives as well. It comes with unlimited storage, simple controls on the frame. You can upload as many photos as you want and your mom or your dad or your stepdad or your stepmom or your friend or whatever can pick the perfect one. And it takes only about two minutes to set up, seriously. See why it was named the number one digital frame by Wirecutter, uh, The Strategist, and Wired Magazine. Right now, you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frame with code Hodgman. That's A-U-R-A frames.com, promo code Hodgman. Terms and conditions apply. Kate, I see you nodding happily along to all of this. Do you acknowledge that you perhaps went a little far with the power washers, sort of what Richard is saying, that you kind of leapt in to some DIY projects that got a little out of hand, couldn't be cleaned entirely up with nail polish remover? And also, is the way you get your friends to do all these chores, because I hear nail polish solves everything. Do you get them to huff acetone before they <laughs> start working? Is that part of the part of the deal? Like, yeah, I'm buy a pizza and just smell this bag and get to work. <laughs> Psilocybin is legal in in Oregon now. Um, wow. Okay. <laughs> no, I. To, you know what? I'm signing up for this party. I'm gonna. I want to come to the party. <laughs> yeah, everyone does. Um, no, I don't deny that. Um, I am. I think Richard described me as excitable. I don't I and rash. I I don't I don't deny that. I would argue I have not made any catastrophic um mistakes. We're all still here and healthy. That's a pretty low bar. <laughs> I know. Do you know what I mean? That's such a low bar. I don't know. When it comes to to house uh, fixing up and and DIYs and doing things, I pretty like failure is not a, it. It's gonna happen, and I think it's the only way you learn. But I also think if no one gets hurt, like if the acetone hasn't burnt off an eye or such, like you're doing okay. You can get another porch if your porch is made out of meringue. You know, no one getting hurt is a is a very big deal. In, in sure, that's in what I, yeah, of course, house. and and failing. I do feel like we've failed. I mean, there's, I've well, she's learned not saying, a lot. But she's not saying like no one, no one got hurt or no one was permanently disfigured. She's saying neither of us died. <laughs> like <laughs> neither of us are dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would make that part of the mission. Definitely a top part of the mission of, of, of renovation. Yeah. Like let's not kill each other. Okay. But go on. Um, well, I guess to Jean's point, I do feel like we've learned a lot. So I learned about right. the power washing thing and without ruining our house completely, though I will admit that, <laughs> you know, I didn't think about that porch one. The porch one is a very good example of like, it is still there looking at us and it looks terrible. It looks genuinely wretched, but I will say I, we painted over it and it would have gone a lot faster if I had a paint sprayer. So yeah, how did you paint over it like this? <laughs> yeah, like a dum dum, you know, just with a roller. Judge, can I make a point of clarification? <laughs> I'll allow it. A point of clarification: actually, professionals painted over the paint. We oh. we did hire professionals. Wow, and they probably did use a paint sprayer, but that was not a not a, not a problem solved by Kate or myself. I thought we all agreed to tell the truth <laughs> in this podcast, Kate. <laughs> I forgot. I that's like right. We all agreed to tell the truth. How come your recollection is a little hazy? A little bit too much nail polish. <laughs> well, I'm doing so many projects, Judge. You know, I mean, I'm the one who's I'm the engine behind all of this work at the house. And so, is that true? Is that true, Richard? Is is Kate the engine? Uh, I I strongly dispute that. I think that's I think that's a um, a, a larger dispute than. Then perhaps we have. I'll allow it. However, I'll allow it. (laughs) No, I mean uh, we have both. We've both done a tremendous amount of work on this uh, on the house. I mean, I would say at this point, neither one of us is the engine. It's all it's all folks who we're hiring to do the work at this point. I wouldn't say either. There's not the person doing the work is not necessarily the engine. Mm. Fair, you know, person doing the work is not necessarily the engine. 
The engine is the person who makes all the other parts go and makes it happen. And then the person who is not the engine might be the person who's like, I really wish nothing would happen <laughs> because it's disruptive and loud and nervous making. <laughs> so that would be in this situation, the Richard. I would say. <laughs> there's the engine and there's the Richard. I mean, I, I, there's in my relationship, there is the engine and then there's the John Hodgman. Things get done. Things transition from nothing happening to something happening, particularly when it comes to changes to the physical place we're living because of someone else in our house who is not me. Would you say that that is accurate, Richard, or am I mischaracterizing? I don't think that's right. quite right. I mean, I think I'm definitely the more conservative and cautious one. And I, I don't want to discredit. I mean, Kate has... Kate has absolutely been the engine at various points and definitely has a lot of energy oh, to get things That's moving. a change of tune right there. Boy, oh boy. I thought we'd all agree to not lie. So you said she's not the engine and now you say she is the engine. Interesting. Which is true, sir. Which is true. I ask you, which is true. <laughs> My view is that at this point, we are both pretty weak engines when it comes to the house. We're, we're still getting things moving, but neither one of us has a lot of energy. The engine is run down. That's probably true. Do you, Richard, do you or do you not, as a couple, own a nail gun? <laughs> we do. And I, I, so I should say, originally, it was a trifecta. It was the power washer, it was the nail gun, it was the paint sprayer. Those are the three that concerned me most, and they were off limits. And I, I did relent. I got the nail gun, and we do own a nail gun. That is true. I'm going to ask the question that never needs to be asked. What made you nervous about a nail gun? What could go wrong with a nail gun, Richard, from your point of view? Is that rhetorical or is that a genuine question? I'm helping you out. <laughs> I mean, uh, that's very different than chunk, chunk, chunk with nails. Well, and I will say the, the readiness with which she was willing to purchase this nail gun and the solutions that she believed a nail gun would provide us definitely added to my concern because my, my reaction was, yeah, nail gun is super useful for, for these sorts of projects, but it's shooting, you know, metal projectiles that could injure people. <laughs> yeah. Um, and could be used for a lot of purposes, probably beyond what it was designed for. So Kate was, Kate did not have a second thought about that is absolutely something we should have in our home and I should be using it regularly. I got to be honest, Kate, what'd you want that nail gun for? Cause that's for construction. That's not for cleaning up. That's not for, you know what I mean? Like that's for putting up drywall and stuff, I think. All things that we are doing, you know, putting oh, up drywall right. and like putting in baseboard yeah. and right. yeah. I, I think I'm I'm a, both a combination of Kate's want to do things efficiently and uh, Richard's uh, trepidation at high powered tools. Um, so I want things to be done quickly and efficiently, but I, I know that my fear of, uh, Anything can happen with a nail gun. Anything. Or I'm just like, what happened? This is just how I pictured it. And I'm being like, what? 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 In my hand? Any, Just right. anything could happen. But the amount of time that it took to build things without said nail gun or, or take out baseboards and put in new baseboard, it was just horrific. And I wish that I could have seen past my own fears and just had more time to spend with my loved ones. <laughs> is this time saving for you, Kate? Or is this like, I just want to use that nail gun and that paint sprayer so bad. I mean, it can be all, it can be all the things I think. Yes. Uh, but no, I mean, I think part of it too, is I work from home. I have worked from home for a long time. I will continue to work from home for the foreseeable future. And when I have the gumption to do something and could do it quickly and have the right tools, I do just want to pause and harken back to that, like, me using fabric paint thing was because I didn't have the right thing that I needed in that moment. And so it resulted in this hot mess. But if you have the paint sprayer or you have the nail gun, you can efficiently and effectively do the work. You have the right tool. So I think it's, both, yes, of course, it's very fun to have a nail gun and very fun to have a paint sprayer. And I do want to be able to do things quickly when I am struck by the gumption to do them. So 
obviously you've not put a nail through your hand or any of your loved ones or anything so far. You have the nail gun. You rented the power washer. Richard, why are you holding out on the paint sprayer at this point? Aside from getting paint places where it shouldn't be, are you concerned that Kate's going to accidentally turn the paint sprayer into her own eyes or something? or Into your eyes? <laughs> What's the worst thing that could happen with the paint sprayer? Uh, oh, I could foresee, I, I can foresee many injuries potentially coming from Tell me uh, one of them, sprayer. Richard. Tell me one of I, them. So I don't mean to get dark. I, I actually, I've done Please. some research and people have had amputations from paint sprayers. Do you mean that, an the, explosion? Oh, well, that actually, that's one I did not think of. That absolutely is possible, I think, an explosion. But no, they, um, if it's, I mean, I don't know how high-powered of a paint sprayer Kate is interested in. I, su- I suspect the most powerful one. And, I, you know, Judge, if you do ultimately grant her wish, I hope you put some parameters that limit the capacity of her paint sprayer. Oh, no, it'll but... be the most powerful one. <laughs> it would be the point of getting anything else. <laughs> no, I, I, be- I believe that people get... Uh, Unfortunately, like paint uh, essentially injected into them, and it can lead to amputations of fingers. I'm not making this up. Richard, do you do you drive a car? Yeah. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> Effective. Conceded. Kate, what do you got to paint? It sounds like the painting's done. I well, don't get it. Yeah, the, pa- the, painting, the painting is not done. So actually, that room that Richard is sitting in, Ideally, the other side of that room would just be all white. So it's like got the arched ceilings. It would be all white. There's a whole rigmarole with that where we had to compromise on. He wanted to paint that room brown. He wanted to paint a room brown. All right. I think I've heard everything I need to in order to make my decision. (laughs) Richard. Richard. Not the poo room. Not the poo room. Not the poo room. Going to my Mm. unfinished rec room. I'll be back in a moment with my verdict. your, Your rectal room. Oh, no. Richard, turn your uh, computer around, your camera around, so I can see the other side of this room. Oh, well, now it's all white because I mm. painted it brown. We compromised on this brown color, and so it was horrible. It was Com- I mean, a compromise brown is worse than just the first pick brown. Um, so then I had to like paint. Hang on, hang on. I need to remember these words because they're very true. Compromise brown is always worse than first pick brown. Yeah. It's true. That's true. Um, That's next on Compromise Brown, <laughs> Encyclopedia Brown's cousin. <laughs> he just wants to make it okay. That's right. Hey, Bugs Meanie, why don't you split the, I don't know what, the school Taekwondo trophy in half. Then everyone can okay, have a Okay, let's all win. Compromise Brown, Saturdays at nine. <laughs> always be pitching shows you never know you never know so your story's all over the place kate wait 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 wait. it's gonna get there uh, i I promise uh, but you've already said that you wanted to paint it brown and you did paint it brown but then it's been painted white but you want to paint it white again well, so because I had to use the roller and then we were doing this. There's like, a lot of really brown under thing. there. You would have to go back in with a whole primer. I pri- I reprimed it. Exactly. Oh, you got to reprime the whole thing. And so now that's probably not even white. It's just primer because who wants to go back and do. I'm sorry. I've had a lot of experience painting this house and it is horrendous. She sees a brown wall and she wants it painted white. I get it. Is that the project that you want the paint sprayer for? What do you want the paint sprayer for? Well, so that room is is unfinished white. So there are splotches. It needs to be repainted. Finish that room. Finish that room. One. Okay. What else? I I guess I didn't relay this to Richard. I would like to paint some furniture. I, knew. I know I, that yeah. is. I, yeah. I, Kate, <laughs> listen. I know. I I get it. I see it. I understand it. Um. I, can I, Richard? Do you think it might be a a thing where maybe you guys, uh, if there's like a some sort of Goodwill or thrift store, are there pieces that you would so so Kate can become more of a professional and less rash user of a paint sprayer? Some small flipped pieces to practice on. Uh, if absolutely, absolutely, oh. but I I guarantee if we had a paint sprayer, Kate is not interested in practicing. She, she will go, she will follow her whim. Good for her. There will be no practicing. Kate, why not rent a paint sprayer? Why do you want to own one? 
because I want to own one now. I understand, but I need you to articulate it. If you do the paint sprayer for the majority of the room that you paint, then you have more energy left. Like my will, my gumption is a finite amount sometimes. And so then you have a project. Why don't you rent a paint sprayer? Why do you want to buy one? I think people, I think we could be the people that repaint our home with some relative frequency. I I also understand now why Richard is concerned. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, not like every year, but they don't go bad, you know, and they're just sitting there. Sometimes you need to change the space. You gotta change the space. And sometimes, like, you move a piece of furniture and you bump the thing, and then you gotta fix it. Well, that wasn't a very good argument. That's a paintbrush, Kate. So let's <laughs> don't take that one out. Because I'm I'm on your side, but take that one out. Take that one out. Okay, okay. Richard, it seems that your argument is the paint sprayer will create more opportunities for paint to be sprayed by Kate. But it will not be project-oriented. And once it is in the home, she will not be able to help herself. But it will create more and more opportunities to use the paint sprayer, more and more projects that are uh, disruptive and nervous making to you. Would that be uh, kind of your argument there? That's definitely uh, one aspect of it, yes. Because Kate has certainly proved that argument for you. <laughs> I absolutely agree that that's what's going to happen. Richard, when you hear Kate talk about how she's going to repaint the house any old day of the week with this new paint sprayer, what is that? how does it make you feel physically? <laughs> or mentally? Yeah, you know the nervousness does uh, does manifest in some physical ways. I feel my stomach tighten. You know, there's there's some uneasiness about it. Um, yeah, I think I, you know there are some so many unknowns, and I think Kate's Kate's giving a hint of her proclivity to some rash behavior. I think we it could be so much more than you realize. I really do think that. What do you think? I mean, again, uh, finger amputation. <laughs> um, Your worst case scenarios, you have a hard time articulating them and you seemed afraid to articulate them because they were too dark. But I am ordering you to articulate what your worst case scenario is that you're trying to say to Kate, this is not what you're not thinking about and you should think about it. Give me an example. I, I could see, I mean, I think an explosion was mentioned. I definitely think that's a potential. Gene Gray think- gave you that idea just now. <laughs> fair. Fair. I gave it to him because I understood what he was thinking. Because I, I, I think yeah. this is the one time I've been on here where I'm like, I see myself in both of these people. Um, right. I wanted to get a paint spray, and the explosion was a big deal to me. I, it, it stays in my head all the time. I, I would also, I mean, you know, this is not, you know, this is not life or limb threatening, but I could see a scenario where I come home and half the house is painted purple and Kate changed her mind and we'll paint it a different color the next day. I could, I could genuinely see that scenario. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could also, you know, Kate, maybe you want to tell the story of how you almost electrocuted yourself on. I mean, there have been so two ordered. occasions. Oh so ordered. my God, Richard. <laughs> there, I think there have been two occasions, but, but how about the, the, um, I think it was the washer plug or the dryer plug one. Yeah, when you have two near electrocution stories, it's hard to pick which one to tell. <laughs> but uh, answer the question, please. <laughs> oh, I'm so embarrassed. Um, I don't do electrical work any longer. I mean, outside of like changing light switches or or the, things like that. Um, sure. It was very late. We had moved into this home and it needed a lot of work. We haven't even, I mean, we didn't even scratch the surface on how much work was needed. We got a washer and dryer delivered. And when they delivered it, I grew up in the Midwest and I should have just, they offered, they were like, we can, we can put this plug on to your washing machine for you. And they'd already lugged it down this basement. It was like a whole mess of a thing. And I was like, no, 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 don't worry about it. Because that's a Midwestern thing to do. Well, just because they had gone to so much trouble. They'd gone no, to so much I'm trouble. Not, I'm not questioning you. I'm like, let's, I got it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, no, let me make you a hot dish instead. <laughs> <laughs> and here's this exorbitant tip and yeah, a hot dish. And right. also do you, well, yeah. Um, 
but then the plug was the wrong plug. And so then I was like searching for the right plug and ordering different plugs. And then I had ordered like three of the wrong plugs, which again, granted, I will say if it were Richard, he would have probably researched and gotten the right plug the first or second time. So then by this time I'm frustrated. It's like 11 o'clock at night. We both had been working and I was like, we need to have a working washing machine in this, in this home. Right. And I had the thing that I thought was the right one. And so I wasn't going to put it onto the washing machine that night. Just wanted to make sure that tomorrow when I had the gumption, I had the right thing. Putting the plug onto the cable coming out of the. Yeah. So the cable was not connected because we had a weird outlet at our house. And so a new cable needed to be connected to the washing machine, which I knew how to do. But sure. it was that I kept having. Who doesn't? <laughs> <laughs> I kept ordering the wrong one, like for the plug. Got it for the outlet. For the outlet, right? So you got a new power cable to attach to the washing machine that would fit your outlet. And when did you almost get electrocuted? Yeah. So after the third or fourth one, I just wanted to hold it up. And see, like, okay, this is the right plug. Because clearly I keep making a mistake. Yeah, so you don't do that because it's wrapped in plastic and the two ends were touching each other. And then, as you know how electricity works, if you get the plug too close to the thing, it will arc and explosion. So I'm holding this thing. It arcs. And it. I I did stumble backward. It did, like, pop and spark. It was an electrocution. Yes. That that's that's the end of the story. That's all. Mm. <laughs> it was a two twenty, right? It was a more yeah, yeah, powerful. Yeah. And, and, right. and I, my recollection is you went to plug in the. No, I wasn't plug. ever going to plug it in. It was just late at night, and I just wanted to like physically. I'm a visual person. I just wanted to physically see that it was right. And I made a mistake that has that this story has been told or requested <laughs> to right. be told a lot. Uh, it was late at night after a a beer and tequila pool destruction party. And I just wanted to <laughs> plug in a plug. Judge, I have, I have one last question. Um, Richard, um, as a safety enthusiast, um, I assume that like before you purchase anything, you do some, some research and um, some, some comparative, like, Hey, this might be the safest thing to get. Is that true? That's generally true, yeah. Do you guys combine your powers of, hey, I would like this thing. Hey, let me see what the safest version of that might be. Or is it normally sort of a, a split up decision? Oh, I think I think we definitely combine our powers. And I think there's just always a tension there. I'm, I'm going for the more practical, conservative, safer version Kate just wants power. Um, have you heard of the show called Compromise Brown, which is on Saturdays <laughs> at nine? I just it's of no relevance. That's all. That's all. Is your point of view, Richard, that there is no paint sprayer safe enough to have in your home? The one that I think is safe enough. I mean, there are, there are many versions that I think would be safe. I'm sure Kate would be dissatisfied with all of those. Mm-hmm. Why would she be dissatisfied? Uh, she want, I'm. Uh, tell me if I'm wrong, Kate. I, I, she wants professional grade. She wants to cover a lot of surface area quickly. Um, I don't. I don't think she's. She would go through the process of buying a paint sprayer if it wasn't serious. <laughs> oh, I feel like we bought a nail gun that's not serious. Like it's not a compressor connected mm. nail gun. It's just like a battery operated. Oh, it's nail a bat- gun. It's and not I, a compressor. You didn't buy one. It's not with a compressor. A- ah, yes, that one is too dangerous. I agree, Richard. Okay, all right. So I think we could find. It doesn't have to be the most powerful. What I don't want is it to like clog and be janky all the time. But it doesn't have to be like. I don't even know how they work. I obviously haven't done the research, but like, you know, I don't want it to spray like from 10 feet away. I just want to be able to, as the judge has so clearly said, yeah. All right. I think I've heard everything I need to in order to render my judgment. I am going to go into my unfinished, uh, uh, unfinished uh, solarium. I'll be back in a moment with my verdict. Please rise as Judge John Hodgson exits the courtroom and goes to his meringue porch. All right, Kate and Richard, how are you both feeling about the case? 
Kate? Well, I feel a lot less confident after that really terrible washing machine story Uh, with the electricity. Yeah. Um, And electrocution does tend to darken things. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. So not not as confident as I was coming in. Uh, Richard, how are you feeling? I'm concerned. I'm concerned. I think that uh, I'm just looking at the possibility of, of... of Kate having another power tool, and I have some concern. Yeah. And uh, how did you guys feel about uh, season four, episode five of Compromise Brown that just came on <laughs> yesterday? Did you? Did everyone watch it? Or I mean, season three was so much better. It's true. So. It's true. It was just a classic, classic episode. Um, I guess we'll see what the judge has to say about all this when we come back in just a moment. Back for another game. You know it. What's going on? Just one more week till Max Fun Drive. <laughs> Hard to believe. It's been a heck of a year since the last one. We're now a worker-owned co-op. We raised $50,000 for charity last year. And we've added a bunch of awesome new shows. But do you think we're ready to do it again? Absolutely. Lovely new gifts are lined up. The episodes will be amazing, and wait till everyone hears the bonus content. Yeah, plus they know to go to MaximumFun.org slash newsletter, so they're getting all the news. Oh, like that meetup day is on Thursday, March 21st. Then what's bothering you? Me? Oh, nothing. We're all set for Max Fun Drive to start on Monday, March 18th. I just didn't want you to see this coming. Check. What? Hang on! Most of the plants humans eat are technically grass. Most of the asphalt we drive on is almost a liquid. The formula of WD-40 is San Diego's greatest secret. Zippers were invented by a Swedish immigrant love story. On the podcast Secretly Incredibly Fascinating, we explore this type of amazing stuff. Stuff about ordinary topics like cabbage and batteries and socks. Topics you'd never expect to be the title of the podcast. Secretly Incredibly Fascinating. Find us by searching for the word secretly in your podcast app. And at MaximumFun.org. Hey, Gene, let's take a quick break from the case and talk about what we have coming up. In fact, right now, if you are listening to this on June 29th, the day this podcast comes out, 2022, then that means it's not too late for you to come see not merely me, not merely Jesse, not merely Jennifer Marmer, but also the great Jean Grey at Lincoln Center for free under the stars at Damrosh Park, June 29th, 2022. Look, I don't know when you when you download this podcast. I don't know when you listen to it. Look at your uh, your your favorite map uh, and guidance uh, app. Put in Lincoln Center. Put in your destination. I bet you could make it. I bet you could take some public transportation, bring some friends, and come see a wonderful free show. It's going to be a delight. And by the way, if you're listening to this uh, the next day, you're too late. You missed it. Don't be the person who, who for whom it's too late you missed it. That's a terrible feeling. Be the person who knows they're just in the nick of time. Come see us at Lincoln Center. And it's going to be great. Gene, what do you have going on in this world that you might want the listeners to know about? Well, most of my projects are uh, me having to finish stuff and edit stuff and and uh, work on things. I'm in the middle of my book, which will be out You're writing next a book. Year. I'm writing a book. I'm composing uh, that Steve Urkel musical that'll be out at the end of the year in December. So we're almost there. Let's just stop so everyone can <laughs> process what you said. That Steve Urkel musical. It's not merely that. Yeah, it's it's a holiday. It's a holiday. It's called Did I Do That to the Holidays? It's an animated feature from uh, Warner Brothers, and it'll be out in December. Um, yes, Jaleel White is back playing Steve Urkel. And also, shout outs to Jaleel White and his role in uh, The Hustle, which is just on Netflix. He was fantastic in it. Yeah, fantastic. Um, and you're doing all the music for that. Uh, that's Not How You Do That, which should be out before the end of the year. So Google Jean Grey, G-R-A-E to keep abreast of all of these projects as they come to incredible fruition. You don't want to miss a single one of them. And Gene, you are still on the social media known as Instagram. I am. And you are Jeannie Grigio on Instagram, right? I am Jeannie Grigio. I am on Twitter, but you can't find me. I'm just there to make sure that when the revolution happens, I know. And I mean any of the revolutions. (laughs) 
any of the any revolutions of that are. Yeah. And happy pride still. Happy pride still. Okay, let's get back to the case. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman re-enters the courtroom and presents his verdict. Airless sprayers are mechanical devices that compress a fluid coating like paint to force it through a small opening or spray tip at very high fluid pressure, some reaching 5,000 pounds per square inch. Spray from the gun leaks or ruptured components can inject fluid through the skin and into your body, causing serious injury, including the need for amputation. I think that I found the exact public safety PDF put forward by WorkSafe New Brunswick in Canada, the provincial OSHA of New Brunswick, Canada, that uh, Richard found. Mm. An employee using a high-pressure aerosol spray gun injected himself when he inadvertently put his finger in front of the spray tip. Extensive surgery and rehabilitation helped save his finger, but the incident could easily have resulted in the loss of his finger, hand, or arm. You could have come armed, as it were, Richard, to this courtroom with this kind of graphic Canadian documentation. (laughs) I took a chainsaw class in Maine. We got a chainsaw because we wanted to clear some small trees on our property, but only neither of us were going to touch that chainsaw until we went to chainsaw school at our neighbor's place. He is a a local forester. And um, we got all of the safety equipment, including bulletproof chaps and a really cool helmet. And I thought we were going to have a really fun time cutting up logs. The stories that were told about what can go wrong with a chainsaw to you or to, for example, the toddler that comes up behind you and surprises you. They would uh, uh, curl your toes if you had any left after using a chainsaw for five minutes. Some scary stuff, power tools. Never touch that chainsaw again. Never. That was the one time we used it. We bought it. It still sits in our garage. Mostly because I'm not sure I know how to turn it on. Too scared. Too scared. Then I learned from a neighbor about battery-powered chainsaws that are very easy to turn on. You put in the battery. They don't go, which is a scary noise. They basically go, it's so easy. They're very powerful. They will can easily kill you. But after about three years of being terrified of the chainsaw, once we got the, for some reason, the battery-powered one, which not only makes less noise, which is makes less scary noise, but also stops on a dime, unlike the gasoline-powered one. I started using it, and of course, the more I used it, the more proficient I became. I'm not an expert now, but I am not terrified of it. We live amidst a lot of dangerous tools, and... One of the most dangerous tools is the house that you inhabit, (laughs) full of dangers lurking behind every electrical panel. And another dangerous tool is either marriage or non-married cohabitation. (laughs) That is a tool that when it functions well, it goes very smoothly. A lot more gets done more efficiently and pleasantly with two. But when it goes wrong, it can cause enormous damage. And in a lot of couplings, partnerships, the kind we're talking, cohabitating partnerships that also involve hugging and kissing and sleeping in the same room, so forth, there is usually, this tool has an engine that is making it go in one direction. And then there is often a a part of the tool that is the... um, We'll call it the inhibitor, (laughs) the part of the chainsaw that automatically shuts the chainsaw down when it bucks back up at you so that it doesn't cut your head off. And you need both parts of of the tool for it to function. You need an engine to make it go, and you need some safety mechanisms to make sure 
It doesn't cut your head off or electrocute. Kate, to me, seems like a wonderful engine. And Richard, you seem to me like a wonderful inhibitor. You're both doing your jobs. But I absolutely, very strongly, just by, and this is unfortunate to the podcast listening audience, simply by seeing the glee and gleam in Kate's eyes whenever she considers power tools, I absolutely believe, Richard, that she is going to take it further than you are comfortable with. Oh, no. No, that's good. That's what the engine does. That's what the engine does. Because the more you use the tool, the further you take it, the more competent and careful you become. Once you are elect- almost electrocuted once, you don't let it happen again, except you did. Electrocute <laughs> me once. Shame on me. <laughs> Once you're electrocuted once, you don't get electrocuted again, but you did, didn't you, Kate? Didn't you? Yes. Which one was the clothes washer plug? That was the first electrocution? one. Yeah. Right. So there was one after that. Yeah. Yeah. I think that Richard's inhib- inhibitor instinct is correct that, you know, the engine's job is to leap in and go, 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 go. But I, th- I think that with these tools... A little inhibition on your own part is probably recommended. And I really wish you still had a big concrete hole of rubble in your backyard. Because I think you got rid of it too quick. I think that that would have been a great place for Kate to power wash and paint spray and nail gun. All kinds of things that shouldn't be washed, sprayed, or nailed to figure out how it works in wearing the proper safety equipment in an area where no one would get hurt. That would be a great place to get a bunch of junky furniture and put it in the, in the rubble pit and then paint spray it up and get a feel for the thing that you're working on and how the tool works. There's so much. I really admire you because I've only just begun to figure out how to plug a plug into a plug to quote Casper Hauser. Like so much that I've had to learn from, you know, working on this house that I, that I cohabitate in with my partner. And also like I had to learn how to relight a pilot light for a hot water heater, which is a thing that can explode. That's gas. And yet these things get done mostly without people dying. That's the astonishing thing. People use chainsaws all the time without dying proportionately more than they end up cutting off their own legs. And there is value, I think, in coming to appreciate that that happens because uh, it makes you less fearful in this world. But what's part of the deal, Kate, is you got to learn how to use these tools. You got to go to chainsaw class, as it were, before you pick up a chainsaw. And there's got to be a lot of paint sprayer class online. And I think that you have to be on exact same page. Well, you're never going to be on the exact same page because you're two different people, but Closer, you got to, the pages of the tool manual that is your relationship have to be a little bit closer together before you just go out and get another thing. Because here's the deal. You overruled Richard on the brown. I agree with you. But he's warm colors. He's not neutral colors. He's not cold colors. He's warm colors rich. That's what I call him. Rich, <laughs> warm browns. Right? You painted over that. He didn't want the nail gun. You got the nail gun. He didn't want the power washer. You power washed him out of your life and got one. Your, your, your partner is being painted, feels painted over. Mm. I don't know whether you really feel this way, Richard, but I think it's a fair warning. Just because you're the engine doesn't mean you can paint over the inhibitor. He also lives in this home. I would dare say he deserves a brown room of his own. To paraphrase Virginia Woolf. Except uh, Brown is terrible and he shouldn't have it. Here's what I'm going to rule. Cannot buy a paint sprayer. Yet. (laughs) You can rent one for fun and paint some furniture with a drop cloth in the backyard. Rent one. Enjoy it. Have fun with it. The more you use it, the more competent you'll be with it. The more competent you are with it, 
the more comfortable Richard will be in it. And then down the line, maybe a holiday will come, a birthday. Maybe Richard will get you a beautiful paint sprayer. In the meantime, rent one, get it out of your system, and be careful that you as the engine aren't completely overruling the inhibitor in your and the machine that is your relationship. This is the sound of a gavel. <laughs> Judge John Hodgman rules that is all. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman exits the courtroom. All right, Richard, Kate, uh, as the child of both of your fears and desires, I would like to now ask you how you feel about the decision. I feel tremendously relieved. And I think it's fair. I mean, it clearly a very thoughtful, wise judge. <laughs> he already uh, ruled. <laughs> you don't have to. It's it's all right. You you can lay back on it, Richard. It's 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 it already happened. Uh Kate <laughs> Kate, how are you feeling? You get you get to rent, but not exactly buy yet. How how do you feel about that? Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm happy for Richard that he prevailed. I think it I think he probably feels like he prevailed. So I'm happy about that. Uh I'm not a patient human, so mm. it will be hard. Mm. But um good compromise. And compromise brown uh to everyone again, uh Saturdays at nine. It is also in syndication now. You can catch it on all channels uh, just round the clock because it's got 25 seasons of compromising. <laughs> well, Kate and Warm Rich, thanks for joining us on the Judge John Hodgman podcast. A joy. Thank thanks you. Thanks so much. All right. That's another case in the books. Before we dispense some swift justice, we want to thank Twitter user at NYC underscore Marmar for naming this week's episode. Hearspray, what a pun. Congratulations. I'm very proud of you. That's not sarcasm. <laughs> Evidence and photos from the show are posted on our Instagram account at Instagram.com slash Judge John Hodgman. So make sure to follow us. Our producer is the fabulous Jennifer Marmar and our editor is the beautiful Valerie Moffat. Now let's get to some swift justice, where we answer your small disputes with a quick judgment. Maria says, My mother likes to save the used paper napkins after dinner. She keeps a stack of them, oh no, in the kitchen to mop mm. up spills mm -hmm. or get gunk out of the sink. Oh no. I think it's gross because people have been wiping their mouths on them. She thinks it's environmentally friendly. <sighs> Who's right? Yeah, don't. Oh, oh no. That's what I say. Oh, oh no. no. Oh no. Mom, no. Oh, no. no. Get gunk out of the sink <laughs> is maybe the only thing that I could see using a used napkin oh, for. No. But I don't know that that's right. Anywhere. Yeah, no, you're contaminating everything. It's everybody's salivas and snots. No, oh, no. Sorry. In this economy? Sorry, Maria's mom. Maria, I, I side with you against your mom. Maria's mom? Stop. Come on. Stop. Stop. It. Oh, no. Stop. It. Hey, please remember to submit your cases at MaximumFun.org slash JJHO. No case is too big and no case is too small. Are there cases that are too medium? Yes. Big and small. We'll hear them all. Gene, Gray, thank you so much again for being here. I know we're going to hear from you again next week. Very exciting. Mm -hmm. So stay tuned, everyone. Judge John Hodgman will return as we do every Wednesday, and we will talk to you next time on the Judge John Hodgman podcast. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.